And welcome back to episode 11 of Varian Podcast. I'm your host, Pedro, and I'm here joined once again by Aiden. Aiden, say hello to the people. How's it going, everybody? We got an awesome show for you guys today. Yes, we we got news. We got news from around the fandom, of all the fandoms. We got a very heated Twitter Twitter poll that got a lot of people talking. And we are obviously talking today about Batman Contagion, which I don't know about you, but it's very fitting for the times that we're living right now. Yeah, perfect for this day and age. As always, don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platforms. Just search for us and bring our podcast. If you love the show, you can always support the show by going to patreon.com slash podcast. Or if that's too much, just go to our website, variantpodcast.com and click on the support the show tab and we'll go from there. All right, you ready for some news, Pedro? Dude, just drop me the news because I've been stuck at home forever and I, I, I just need news. Give me the news, Aiden. You're the newsman. Yes, so welcome back to the Variant Podcast News, your favorite source of all things nerd. I'm your host, Aiden. <laughs> yeah, we need a little need a little theme song there. Very slow news week. This oh, week. I mean, oh. obviously it's not real slow. Like there's nothing yeah. going on. Um, but Pedro, what do you think of Ezra Miller as the Flash? I know where you're going with this because I saw the video and I had friends send me the video. Um, because the Flash movie is in jeopardy, Pedro. Yeah, I know. And I don't know if he was choking the person or if he was playing around. Okay, so I haven't really explained the full story. So out of context, that sounds horrible. But um, Ezra Miller <laughs> was caught on camera attacking a fan. I believe this was a couple years ago. Oh, was it? I thought it was like yeah. recent. I think it was a couple years ago. Okay, so yeah, you um, know better than me. You're the somewhat, guy. somewhat recent. And it's pretty bad. He's reportedly getting removed from the next Fantastic Beast movie. No, he is not. There are really? reports they're considering booting him out for the Flash too. Well, but like I said, like, is it proved? Was it proved that he actually was choking the fan? Because the video I saw didn't really give me much information, and I'm not going to judge the guy before I know the truth. Yeah, it looked he's bad. Very quiet about it. So. We don't know, but if it is actually him, I think it's safe to assume he's no longer going to be involved with those projects. Well, okay, here's the thing. Fantastic Beast, him in it, wasn't very good in the first place. What uh, are you spoiler, about? spoiler alert, um, if you haven't watched the last one yet, that's on you. Him being the a random Dumbledore made no sense to me. And so him having him in it didn't really didn't do it for me, didn't cut it. So if he gets cut from that movie, the movie is going to end up being better than with him in it. Well, they're still going to use that character, most likely. You can't you just make so? a big reveal and then, like, oh, that character's gone. Yeah, but it, I feel like I feel like if they do that, it's going to be okay. I mean, it could be, but it looked it, like that's the direction they were going. Yeah, but there's no such thing as a, a secret Dumbledore. 
I don't think that Ezra Miller is random Dumbledore. Like, even though his name in the movie, something Dumbledore. It's not. I can't Alice. remember. I haven't seen yeah, it. I, I just don't think. I just don't think that's a good. A good. Well, it's J.K. Rowling. She wrote the movie, so. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. It's not like she hasn't just randomly added stuff after the books and movies came out. Yeah, I just don't like it. It's yeah, not. It's... It wasn't good. I liked the movie. I don't think it deserved. I didn't think it deserved to be rotten. Definitely not. But I didn't like that they made Dumbledore a a secret Dumbledore. I loved. There's way too many things. There's way too many things I loved about that film. But that was one of the things I didn't love it. But Hmm. and me and continuing with with Harry Potter news. I'm going to jump ahead because I have this one. WB, Warner Brothers, is reportedly recruiting Daniel Radcliffe for an upcoming Harry Potter film. No. Yeah, dude. According to the New York Daily News, Warner Brothers is planning a new Harry Potter film based on Harry Potter and a Cursed Child. No. No. Burn it. Burn it with fire. And according to a Hollywood source from the the Daily News, which, again, take it with a grain of salt because it's the New York Daily News. They yeah. said Warner Brothers is secretly working on getting the movie rights and a screenplay settled. In their mind, only one person can be Harry Potter. That's Daniel Radcliffe. Thoughts? They're not wrong. Only one person can be Harry Potter, and that's Daniel Radcliffe. But, but you wouldn't just... want to see a Harry Potter cursed child movie? No. Absolutely Why not. not. Why? Did you read the book? You want to talk about um, adding stuff after the books and movies came out? That's yeah, all but that book she... was. But she wrote it. No, she didn't. Are you sure? It says by J.K. Rowling. She has writing credits, but it was written by Jack Thorne. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think that's his last name. If it's not, I'm sorry, Jack. Interesting. Okay. I never read the book. I'll tell you why why I didn't read the book. Because it wasn't a book. It was a screenplay. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I I didn't want to read it. I've had plenty of opportunities to buy it. But I'm just like, nah, I'm going to pass because it's literally a screenplay. I'm not really yeah. big into that. It's one of those things that you can take it if it's like a white elephant gift. Like, oh, it's a gag gift. Then just give it away to someone else. Well, I'd keep it. If, I, if someone gave it to me, like, I would take it. But I wouldn't pay for it. And I probably wouldn't read it. I do want to see the play. I would see the play. It's but... been something I've been wanting to see for a couple of years now. However, I do understand that it's not harry potter and it's a place so it's not a movie so it's not gonna be super magical and all that stuff but i don't know i, I think i'd want to see a movie about it i don't know if i'd want to see something based off of cursed child in particular maybe I've an always, adult harry potter story just not cursed yeah child. yeah maybe like a random adult harry potter story to jk rowling i've always i've always said that she should like grow up with the books and make like adult harry potter books that would be good. And this would probably be the perfect reason for her to make a Harry, an adult Harry Potter book. Like, I want to see Harry, after he's 18, becoming an horror and, like, kicking butt. Maybe that's what's happening, and we don't know about it. Maybe, yeah. Because, again, the New York Daily News is not very reliable on the no. news. They're very uh, gossipy. But that's what they said, and I kind of was like, oh, that's an interesting, uh, an interesting thing to talk about. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think it would be 
amazing per se, but I don't think it would be the worst possible thing that, that could happen if there's another Harry Potter film. I would, if I it's would in enjoy another outing. Yeah, if it's in continuity, like I'm really, I love the Fantastic Beast one. That's the, but that's the same thing. They just are adding to something that didn't exist before. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the Hobbit when they made three Hobbit movies when the book is like thin. That's exactly what they're doing to Fantastic Beats. Fantastic Beats wasn't even a book; it was like a. It was a little. Um, yeah, but it was like a res- Yeah, but it was like a resource book. It wasn't a. Yeah. It wasn't a. There wasn't a story behind that. It was just. Here are these Fantastic Beasts, and where you can find it. Literally, the name of the book was what the book yeah. was about. So, so I created- think it was cool that they took a book created in a fictional world and made their own story out of it. Yeah, it's cool. I like I, I just don't like the fact that J.K. Rowling made a random Dumbledore. Because now nothing makes sense to me anymore. And I don't know the meaning of life. When did anything ever make sense? You know what else doesn't make sense, Pedro? What? Why does it make sense here? Why did we never get to see Zack Snyder's vision with Martian Manhunter? Recently, actor Henry Lennox. Is, who, that, is, that, the, is that the guy? Yeah. He was the guy who's set to play Martian Manhunter. Well, he is, appeared, he the guy, is he the guy that appeared in Donald yeah, Justice and Man of Steel? He, yeah, Man of Steel he's and a Whitnick. Yeah, General Whitnick. The General, yeah. He was in a podcast recently, and he was talking a lot about wanting to come back and be Martian Manhunter. And I'm all for that. Yeah, we are all for that, but it's never going to happen. I know. What a cruel world we live in. We live in a horrible world, dude. First of all, we can't get out of our house. We're stuck in our house. Second of all, we can't have Zack Snyder's Justice League. And third of all, we can't see a Martian Manhunter that we wanted to see. Yeah. yeah, it sucks. I'm very sad. I really... I know. I, I, I said this last week, you know, it was it was really sad watching that Batman vs. Superman commentary with Snyder because you can tell how much he loved that movie and how many ideas he had for that five-story arc that we were unable to see because of politics and the greed of creating, of competing with Marvel. Yeah, Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where if they gone a completely different way, which Snyder was doing, it would have been just as good. It would have, it would have, like, don't forget, three, I think three out of the of the, of the DC Universe films made over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that it wasn't making money. I think the problem was that they just didn't think it was going to beat Marvel, which wasn't. You can't compare yeah. Marvel. You can't compare that with Marvel. But... And I think that's why DC is doing so well now, because they've realized they don't need to be Marvel to beat Marvel. Exactly. Because they, I mean, I'm going to get a lot of heat on Twitter, at Heiser. Marvel does not have the characters that DC has. Definitely not. You can't have a, I can't even think of a, of a serious Iron Man evil bad guy. Like, you can't have a Doctor Doom. Really. You can't have a Doctor Doom movie just about Doctor Doom. It's not going to sell. I you mean, can have a Joker could. movie. You yeah. could, but it wouldn't because you need a lot of the Fantastic Four in there. Joker sold. People want to. People are dying to see a Mister Freeze movie. That would be cool. You know, the DC DC Comics has a lot of better characters. Overall, then Marvel. Marvel was smart and combined them all together. Because, I mean, before Iron Man came out, who really knew what Iron Man was? 
Iron Man was one of the lower tier superheroes. Yeah, except for like the diehard comic book fan. Yeah. Who knew what I who knew who what Iron Man was? Do you want to know a fun fact? I do. The Avengers was created because all the superheroes that were in the initial team, their comics weren't selling well. So they thought um, if they put them all together, it would sell it better. Would be popular. Yeah. And now huh. look where they are today. Well, yeah, now they're great. Yeah. But see, that's the difference between DC and Marvel. A lot of the characters that Marvel has are just quote unquote copies of DC characters because they were selling. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, Marvel did a real Mar- Marvel became what it is today. I think because of the films and being bought by Disney helped a lot. For sure. But you know, comic wise. Now their comics are getting a little better. Like, you're a Daredevil fan. Like, that's fine. Yeah. You know, but besides Spider-Man, I didn't, I didn't know Marvel had superheroes besides Spider-Man. Really? For the longest time. For me, it was Spider-Man and nobody else for the longest time. But even not knowing much about comic books as a kid, I knew DC had Batman, Superman, Flash. Yeah. At least. I knew those. So, to me, it was always like that. It's sad that we're not going to be able to see Zack Snyder's vision for the Justice League ever. Because, well, I, and this isn't on script, but I read an article before we got on about people believing that HBO Max would release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. And then some anonymous source said that they're not going to release the Snyder Cut and they're never going to release the Snyder Cut. Shame. So I'm like, at this point, my boy Zack Snyder to just grab his film, put it on Vimeo, and let the yeah. fans watch it. Heck, make a DVD out of it and sell it. I would buy it. I'd pay forty dollars. That's my max. I'll pay forty dollars wow. for a Justice League Zack Snyder cut of a DVD. Just the DVD, not the Blu-ray, not the not digital. the Blu-ray, not the digital. DVD. Not the special edition boxes, not the steel book. Just the I, I I pay forty dollars, and Zack Snyder sends me a little CD sleeve with his film. I'll but do it's it. Only in a foreign language you don't understand. I, I don't care if there's tra- if there is if there is if there are subtitles available. I believe a lot of people would still buy it. But the thing is, Pedro, there aren't even subtitles in the forty dollar version. If you buy the eighty dollar one. Then you get subtitles. You know what? Then I will learn the language of the movies. <laughs> if it's in Japanese, I will learn it. But yeah, dude. And then in other news, um, it was announced last week after we got off the air that DC Black Label titles are now officially on pause. Hmm. Kind of like we talked about earlier yesterday. Um, talked last about week. last uh, last week's episode. You know, uh, uh, Black Label creators will have been told to cease production because of COVID nineteen. Yeah, but. You know, just because the DC's asking these creators to stop their work, I don't think it, will, it doesn't believe it doesn't mean that the titles are not going to come out and that they were canceled. Right. But it's kind of a bummer because there was a lot of good books coming out from DC Black Label. A few of them you might know, Doom Patrol, that's coming out in Black Label. Black Label? Yeah, dude. I thought that Doom was Patrol. on Young Animal now. No, no, no. Black uh, Black Label Doom Patrol. Ra's al Ghul versus Batman was coming out in Ooh. Black Label. 
uh, Bird of Prey was coming out. Bird of Prey or Birds of Prey? Yeah, Bird of Prey. So mm-hmm. I don't even really know what that's about. And my favorite one that I'm, I've been waiting for for almost two and a half years is Three Jokers. Well, the story about yes. having how there's three different Jokers in the, in the universe. Yes. That one isn't officially postponed, but it's potentially postponed from what I've been reading. Mm-hmm. So that, those are just a few of the books from the Black Label series of DC that are, are officially on hold because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, I hope we get to see these someday. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I've been dying to see to, to read Three Jokers. When I saw that they released it, saying that it's going to come out in the summer, I, will, I went to my comic shop and I put it on my pull list. You know, it's I've been waiting for that one for a while. And to see that we're not going to be able to get it maybe by the summer, it's kind of disappointing. But, yeah. You know, yeah, it's very disappointing. Yeah. Stick around, guys. Uh, when we come back, we're going to jump right in to our, our main topic of the night, uh, Batman Contagion. And then from there, we will have our amazing Twitter poll. Our very heated Twitter back. poll. Very, a very heated Twitter poll that um, I've gotten a lot of hate from so far. But stick around. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Variant Podcast. Where now we're just gonna we're jump right into our main topic of the night. It's Batman Contagion. Aiden, you know, we told you to read this book a while ago. I thought it was a really good book to read, and you kind of said, Oh, maybe. But then you finally read it. I can't think a, of a better storyline to read it this time. Yeah. Um, Batman Contagion is, was a series released in 1996 throughout the entire um, Batman family story, uh, comics. Um, yep. Use all of them. Shadow of the Bat, Use Detective Comics, Catwoman, Robin, all of them. But for a while, it was just a quiet little story arc that nobody really knew about. Um, even on DC Universe until this week, actually. Finally. They did not, they did not have it as a storyline feature. I had to go in and create it myself so people could read it. But now they finally created it. I mean, go figure. Maybe they listen to our podcast. Maybe they listen to our podcast. Or they read the article I wrote. That would be maybe. pretty cool. That would be cool. Uh, I think, that, yeah, maybe. I don't know, hopefully. But... Now, the story came out right after Nightfall. So if you haven't read Nightfall, it's a huge story arc from that Batman story arc that came out in the, the mid-90s. But this story pretty much just follows Batman going through this, fighting this virus. You know, so the storyline is pretty much that uh, Batman receives a video from Azrael telling him about the this plague coming to Gotham City. They were unable to get help from the GCPD because... Jim Gordon was not in the GCPD at this, time, at this time because of the events of the Nightfall series. And right. so the Andrew Howie, I think it's his name, was there. Something he didn't like want to help. Yeah, he didn't want to help. So then Batman goes into this uh, secret location with a hazmat suit to find Which was patient. awesome to see, by the way. Wasn't it, wasn't it funny? It was just so funny. Like what like, he says, the the years stay. Yeah, <laughs> and he like, just leaves the years for something that was supposed to be so serious. 
it was so funny just seeing Batman in this bulky hazmat suit with his freakishly with his ears pumping out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That's great. So when he comes out, so then he goes in there. Um, but throughout, before all this happens, while this is happening, there's yeah. a guy coming from go figure out of the country <laughs> back to Gotham, and he's coughing up a storm. And I'm like, this guy has a virus. Why is he coughing on people? He, he was sneezing on people. He was definitely not doing social distancing. He was literally knowing none of it. And his name, y'all, was Daniel Maris. Daniel Maris was this rich guy that lived in this place called Babylon Towers, which is kind of like where the elite of the live. And so he was coming back from he was coming back from a trip to the Middle East, I believe it was. And he gets to you know his as I'm talking and flipping the book, he gets to the place. So he's on uh, Babylon Towers and he's coughing up on everybody. And he realizes, oh, shoot, I have this virus. And he ha- he holds a meeting with his crew at the Babylon Towers and says, hey, we let's self-quarantine. Or do we know from now? Quarantine. Maybe that's where and, the government got it. Dude, I really think that that's what if we're service. What if we're living through a shot-by-shot recreation of Batman Contagion? In real I hope life? not. I hope not because that'd be cool, but hopefully not because the coronavirus is not a, is not is not killing the wave of Ebola virus. It's killing. Telling me it's not turning people into like mutant freaks jumping around, bloodshot eyes. I yeah, I don't think so. Is it? Are you are you seeing people with bloodshot eyes? I'm not. Maybe not yet. My oh, dude, my but God. are they not telling us? What that means is Batman's coming. <sighs> But which Batman is it? Who is uh, Batman? Ben Affleck. The only Batman that matters. When Batman went to talk to the the government, the, the secret government yeah. room, he found out through the patient zero that there was other survivors of the attack that happened earlier in the earlier couple years ago, couple years back. And he said there was one guy living somewhere. I can't he was remember in exactly. Toronto, yeah, a yeah, geologist. In Toronto. A geologist in Toronto. That's right. And so Batman tells Robin to go, and so Robin goes. In the meantime, all that's happening, the rich people from Babylon Towers is put up a bid for like, hey, whoever five can million. find us a cure, a five million dollar, uh, five million dollar reward to whoever finds a cure to the disease. So you know. Typical Batman form, you got all these, all the rogue galleries are involved, right? You got the penguin trying to figure out how to get the five million. The penguin sends out this random, like, bounty hunter type dude to go right. find him, find the guy. And so Robin gets to Toronto and he gets, like, stopped by Catwoman because, surprise, surprise, she's, she's in Toronto too. The, and she's also looking for five million. And somehow Robin convinces her to work with him. For the greater good, which I thought was interesting. Back well, it's in Tim movies. Drake. He can do anything. Yeah, yeah, but I thought it was interesting how he convinced Catwoman so early in the nineties to yeah. do, the, do, do the right thing. I guess she realized that if she, if Gotham was dead, if Gotham was gone, she wouldn't be able to steal. I guess. Yeah, that that makes sense. That's good writing right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll get there. But <laughs> it's pretty good. So then they start working together, and they go to this other place. Where the guy's like cooped up in his cabin, 
but then you'll find out later that the Order of Saint Dumas was sending out like sniper killers to kill the, uh, the survivors, but then Azrael comes out and it's like saves Robin. Yeah, and then, Dude, his sword. I can't remember which sword that is. That sword is awesome. I yeah, need dude, swords. Azrael is a cool little guy. He like, is. I'm all about him. He comes out. He saves him, and then, but then as the guy, as the guy with the with the, with the immunity is leaving, he gets shot and killed. So Azrael and Catwoman are trying to save the guy, and then the guy tells them, "Hey." I'm not the only survivor, and then Robin comes to try to get some blood from them. But then at that time, apparently the guy told Catwoman and Azrael, hey, there is other survivors, but then Azrael doesn't doesn't tell Robin because I guess he's not as good. That makes sense. Because he's not as good as we think he is. Yeah. So there's that. Anyways, long story short. Catwoman and Azrael go look for this guy. Robin comes back to Gotham already in shambles because the the rich people decided to quarantine themselves but kick out all their house servants and maids and people that our boy Maris had already sneezed on. So they had the virus. So they were sending it out to Gotham and Gotham was, picked, was filled with the virus. But the people in the in Babylon Tower said, oh, who cares? We're, we're, we're fine. Because no. Rich people. Robin comes back. He gives Batman the antidote, the antidote. He thinks it's the antidote. Batman creates it. It goes into the the towers to, you know, kind of help. But he's like, I don't want to get sick because I'm Batman. So he gets the help of another awesome villain, which I thought was super odd to have. But it makes complete sense. So Poison Ivy comes out. and yeah, Batman that, was, Poison. that was weird. Poison. Wasn't that weird? I how, like he got all the really the bad fit people. into the story. I didn't like it. It did fit because she doesn't. She's immune to everything, right? But then she goes in, and then she's just getting money. That's well. That's well. That's the it, thing. Yeah. In, that's the thing. She she bec- she's a she's a bad person. She's a bad. Yeah. She, she's a villain. So she does villainy things, and right. so even though Batman gave her the quote unquote cure because he wanted to see if it worked. She still saw it as a money opportunity and started getting people bid on it. Yeah, Long and that's what I didn't from... like because I felt felt it kind of slowed it down a little bit. It was like an interesting little twist, but it just yeah. took everything too slow. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think the story was fast paced until yeah. this point. Yeah. After this point, it starts slowing down a lot for me mm-hmm. because after this point, you know, um, obviously, I'm not. Obviously, there are some spoilers I was saying, but I mean, if you haven't gotten to that point, but we're not spoiling everything because there's a lot of great, like other stories within it. You know, the story about Jim Gordon and Batman. I thought that was right. touching. That was cool. Um, and uh, Montoya and Bullock. You know, just everyone wanting you know Gordon back, and Gordon wasn't there. Yeah. But so Batman figure finds out that this cure doesn't work that he created. Later on, he finds out that. You can't have a cure because the host changes their immune system, so then it doesn't. They don't yeah. become. They, they can't have a cure within within them. While while all this is going on, Batman trying to figure out how to fix it. Robin and Nightwing, which I thought was cool that Nightwing was in this. Nightwing, I was so excited when I saw Nightwing was in this. Yeah, Night, Nightwing is dope. So Robin and Nightwing are out there like fighting crime, not fighting crime, like 
controlling everybody, trying to keep them quarantined. Because in the book itself, it says, hey, these people need to go home. They need to stay home, which I thought was kind of funny because that's what's going on right now. It's like and they're then, time traveling. The authors? Literally. Literally. Were they here? Maybe. It's all and so Rob, Really? Pretty much. And so Robin says, hey, we need we need to peek at these people back to their homes because they're going to be safer there. Huh. What a thump. Right? Huh. Oh. And so while all these people are looting and fighting and getting all angry because they every everybody in Gotham is mad at the rich people in the towers. Yeah. They wanna, so they want to burn down, down the tower. And so... Robin gets coughed on. Surprise, surprise. Oh, he got sneezed on. Oh, the sneeze on? It was sneeze. Yeah. Robin was sneezed on. And he gets the virus. And oh. that's when to me that's that to me was when the story literally took a deep dive into boredom. Because yeah. there was so much they could do right there. But they didn't. All they did was, you know, you were worried about it for like five minutes. Or in this case, two 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 comics. And then at the, end, at the end of the day, Azrael is back home with his with his family or whatever they are. Yeah, I don't follow Azrael that much, so I don't either. But from there. what I could tell, well, from what I could tell, the people that he, that he was with was quote unquote their his family and part of the Order of Saint Dumas as well. Yeah, I'll tell you why I know that because when Azrael is looking at the TV and sees the the scientist put a microscope on the strand of the virus. Yeah, they were all like, "Oh, that looks really familiar. That looks like an old text from the Order of Saint Dumas." And so they pick out these old textbooks, and everybody like him or him and the girl. I think I don't, I don't know if that's his girlfriend, wife, or sister, or whatever. Yeah, they read it together, so that means that they both know the sec- the secret language, mm-hmm. and so that's why I think they're all part of the of the Order of Dumas. And yeah, one thing I forgot about um, All of Contagion is that it wasn't its own like separate series. It was a part of other ongoing series, but they yeah. were still interlinked. Yeah, it's part of all of the series, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of cool, but I also didn't like that because I felt like there was much more story going on that didn't fit with Contagion and that yeah. I didn't understand. Yeah, I mean, that that's one of them. The Robin one was another one. Yeah. But... So then the story pretty much ends right there. Um, you know, Azrael finds the the cure in these sacred texts or whatever yeah. they're called, rushes to Gotham and gives it to, to a lady in the hospital, and voila, they're saved. Yeah. That was it. That was very anticlimactic. They hyped it up like, like Tim. Um, there's a little fake out that he died, but no, he's fine. So then Nightwing and Batman yeah, yeah. go out somewhere. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, there's going to be something to end it with a bang. And then Tim just decides to put on his suit and go, even though he should go home. He goes out. There's like a big standstill going on. There's like snipers trying to take out people and Commissioner Gordon comes back. And it looks like there's going to be a massive battle. So Robin's there. And Catwoman's there. Yeah. And then just all of a sudden, it ends. Nothing happens. It was built yeah, it up ends with, nothing. Yeah. It ends with Catwoman, like Catwoman and Robin swinging off the, 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 the building. Yeah, I just didn't like that. It felt yeah. upsetting. I wanted mm-hmm. more from an ending yeah. of something like this, and I yeah. didn't get it. 
Yeah, well, you know, that, and I think you're you're onto something because other people believe the same thing when this came out, and that's one of the bigger the bigger reasons why Legacy came out after that Legacy crossover, which is pretty much a continuation okay. of Contagion, where these other people find the virus again and bring it back or whatever it is. I haven't read it yet. I'm like I just started reading it like two days ago. But from what I was been told by my friends and my people that I know that like comics is this is a better version of Contagion and what Contagion Contagion should have been. Mm-hmm. Because Contagion was very it was very exciting at the start, but then it died. Definitely. It got really bad. It was kinda of like the office. It was really, really, really good. And then the last yeah. season just stunk. It was kind of I've kind of felt like that was what's going what was going on with Contagion. Definitely. It was a great little storyline. It was. It was it was cool to read it. And to me it was fun to see the the correlations between this obviously made up killer Ebola virus and the coronavirus. Yeah. You know, the whole all the terms that we thought were the, all the terms we thought we, we would only read in comics or movies, like quarantine and self quarantine and all these other things are actually happening now. And even in Gotham, in the city of Gotham during Contagion, the mayor was not doing anything about it and downplaying the situation. And you see that a lot, and you see that with you know government, like good government leaders in, in, in all the countries. A lot of them are downplaying the situation until it becomes super serious and they can't do anything about it, which is actually exactly what happened in Contagion. The governor... Uh, the governor, whatever, called the mayor of Gotham and said, "Hey, what are you doing? Why are you hiding all this stuff that's going on? I've I've start, I've created I've um I've, I've dispatched the National Guard, I believe it was, and then oh. they made and then they made Gotham go to complete lockdown. So yeah. yeah, you know, it was kind of like I don't know why I I just love reading things about things that are going on. <laughs> it's fun." So I, I, it was fun. I kind of hope Batman comes saves us now. I really hope so. I mean, I think to me the coolest part about the whole thing was that Batman was fighting an enemy he couldn't see. Yeah. Because to this point, every villain that Batman, everything that Batman did was against another you know, Joker or mm-hmm. somebody in the Rose Gallery, and he was able to physically punch them, and send them to Arkham Asylum, and you need to get satisfaction from it. But in Contagion, it's when it began to turn the tide for Batman comics, where they started, you know, putting Batman into these real life situations of things he couldn't touch. You know, Contagion was the first one, and then became Legacy, and then became No Man's Land, I believe, where it was a, it was like, it was, so, it was something Batman couldn't physically punch and take it into Goth into um, Arkham Asylum. It was an it was an invisible enemy, uh, something that was way out of his wheelhouse. Which, by the way, I thought it was weird. I don't know. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Pretty sure the atom was already a thing in '96, so I don't know why Bruce Wayne didn't just reach out to Ray Palmer to say, "Hey, I would have made really, sense," you know? Right? Like, hey, get really small and go fight this virus for me. Just a thought. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if the writing was better. I think one thing that also weighed it down was that almost every book 
was written by a different author. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because there was some inconsistency I noticed throughout. Like what? Like small little story bits here and there. Because, again, Mm -hmm. they are focusing on bigger comic series when this is just a, oh, we're doing this. Yeah. And then the art style was different. Oh, yeah. The art style. I did not like that. I hated the I hated the one. It's towards the end. I think it's the Batman comic, not the detective comic, and not the Shadow of the Bat. It's the Batman one, yeah. where his like, like his 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 um his ear is like twelve inches high. I did not like that. And then he was like the weird skeleton bat or whatever. Yeah, you know, I didn't claws. like that. I did not like that. I'm not into that kind of Batman. I liked some of the different art style for like some of the different characters because it felt like you were seeing it from a different characters. Point of, view. point of view well you were that's the thing yeah you, you were you're looking at the different uh, the different characters and different point of view throughout the storyline which is great so i liked that but just switching it up too much didn't like that yeah i, I yeah i don't think it was fleshed out as well as it, as, as it could have been and that's why i strongly believe that they created the legacy one because that added more to it you know i loved having tim drake in this tim drake was awesome i love tim drake He's made, he's becoming one of my favorite Robins. Yeah, he's probably like, my favorite. I'm liking, I'm liking him a lot more, and that the storyline makes me like him even more because I was actually invested in him. I was like, oh no, he's gonna die. Yeah, I was because I'm sad. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know. I just thought I thought he was gonna die somehow. I thought he's gonna because yeah, that would have been, been cool if if somebody would have died, like a real villain would have died, a real I like have appreciated that. It would have been so good. So it so felt like, like oh, there yeah. was no risk. It was all just side characters dying. Yeah, about. like Batman and uh, Commissioner Gordon go into this Babylon Towers filled with the deadly virus, and they don't yeah. catch it. What do you, yeah, what do you mean? Kind of stupid. Would have, of course you're going to catch it. Yeah. It would have you know? been interesting to see Batman catch it. and then It would have. And having like – well, I, I think the reason they didn't do that was because they had already had the Batman like with the broken back a couple of weeks, That's a couple of years yeah. before – and so, like, oh, who was going to take over for Batman now that he was sick? I think uh, it yeah. would have been interesting as a story if Batman caught it. Then yeah, add some true. real, like, tension. Like, he has a limited amount of time before he gets taken over. I think yeah. definitely having it be a part of the mainline story going on was yeah. a big mistake. It would have been a lot better if it was its own separate universe. But, yeah, overall thoughts. What would you give this uh, storyline? I'd yeah. probably give it a four. 4.5 it's a very interesting story to see batman and crew take on but it definitely had some issues that weighed it down and it couldn't take off yeah yeah i'm right there with you i'd give it a four i will say i really liked that azrael comic i think it was issue 10 Mm -hmm. where he's taking out all the guys and he's driving that car he's just reaching over with the wheel that was pretty cool Probably yeah, I give it a, I give it a, I give it a four as well. I give it a four. If it was more fleshed out at the end and given a, it had given us a better story, it would have probably been a six or seven. Yeah. But it didn't give us a really good story. And if you're reading the comics, because I know you read at least the universe, so it's, it's kind of confusing at the end because one page has Bat Robin and Catwoman jumping off a building, and then the next page it's Tim Drake going back home. Yeah, I. So like it confu- yeah, so it confuses people. They're like, "Wait, what's going on?" Because it says continue and Robin whatever. So you go to Robin whatever, and it's not 
a continuation. It's just a continuation of Tim Drake's story. So yeah, it was very confusing, and that's why it's a four. But yeah, no, I think it's a great story to read, especially right now during quarantine. You know, it is one of my top seven or eight stories I wrote on on my article at the verypodcast.com of like you know best storylines right now in DC Universe. It is there because it is a good storyline. That's good. Yeah, it's a fun read. Um, I just wouldn't go out of my way to be like, oh, have you read Contagion? You got to read Contagion. Well, no, I think nobody said that until now because of what's going on. Before this, nobody even knew, like, I forgot about it, you know? It's They're very like, ah, forgettable. It is. But because of the time that we're living in right now, I believe a lot of people started uh, are interested in reading things about kind of things kind of like what's going on. So that's why I believe it became a bigger thing than it is. Definitely. But yeah, so stay tuned, guys. Um, we'll be right back with, I think, my favorite part of the show. So that is the, I've been waiting the for this. Well, not even just the, the question itself today, but just in general, it's, it's starting to become one of my favorite things in the next Twitter polls. So, yeah, we'll be, we'll be right back. And we're back here on the Variant Podcast in in probably my new favorite, like I said, my one of my new favorite things to do on the show, which is our Twitter polls. We go on Twitter, we ask questions, and you, the fans, reply and tell us, give us your 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 results. So this week's uh, Twitter poll was something that came from me. I was just I was watching the movies and I was like, you know what? I wonder what other people would say about this. And so I, I put this question out. And I, I did. I made it very vague, but I did it on purpose. I asked, "Who is the better villain, Darth Vader or Kylo Ren?" Clearly, I got a lot of hate for putting that out there. Yeah, I um, wonder why, Pedro. Yeah, I wonder why. So the results, <laughs> the results were seventy-three percent of you guys said Darth Vader. Good. And 27% said Kylo Ren. Bad. And I didn't want to believe that. So I also reached, I also did it on my own personal Instagram and Twitter. I, I asked the same question to my friends. And some of the replies, <laughs> some of the messages I got back on my DMs or something were like this. Let me read some of them too. One was Whoever votes for Kylo Ren should be defriended immediately and never spoken to again. <laughs> Another one was whoever says Kylo Ren is either a Gen Z or a contrarian. <laughs> Ooh. And to that I say bullets. Uh, yeah, clearly we have different opinions on this. We do. We, we've, uh, we've asked a mutual friend of ours who's a very big Star Wars nerd. And, yes. and he also told me that I'm a crazy person and said that um, Vader is the greatest of all time. And he is but a Sith. Our he is a Sith. Friend. He is a Sith. Yeah, Very he is a Sith. Sith. Very open Sith, which is weird. Um, but yeah, so Aiden, thoughts? Okay, first I want to know why you think Kylo Ren is better. I'm not going to get okay. This is nice. If you're, I, I know you're wrong. I, I just want to hear what makes you think this way. Well, it's not that he's better. It's he's a better character overall. 
How so? Kylo Ren is a better character just because of his complexity. He's so much more complex than Darth Vader. How so? He has flaws. He has misgivings. He has a lot of emotion, and he grows throughout the entire sequel trilogy. Darth Vader is a one-dimensional character throughout two and a half movies, and in the last movie, at the last part of the film, you see him changing his mind. Does it? Now, hold on. If Doesn't Kylo Ren change his mind in Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. You see his struggle throughout all three films because he's not all bad. Throughout all three films, throughout Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker, he was conflicted. He didn't know what to do. He 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 knew like he said it twice. I watched the three films back to back to back a couple of days ago. He's like, I know what to do. I have to do, but I don't know if I'm strong enough to do it. He know he has he's conflicted on what to do. And if you're looking at Vader, yeah, you'll see that confliction in six movies. It took him six movies to co- to portray what took J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson three to do for Kylo Ren. We don't give Ryan Johnson or Johnson credit for that. You know what? I'm giving him credit. No. I started. I watched the Last Jedi again. It's not as bad. Every trilogy is good in their own way. Every Star Wars trilogy is good in their own way. Yeah. Even the even the prequels are good. Yeah. So, yeah, you're you're not wrong about the prequels. Prequels are yeah, good. and the prequels aged well. Aged yeah. well. It was like twenty years ago that they came out. Mm-hmm. So the same thing is going to happen to the prequel uh, to to the, to the sequel trilogy. In twenty years from now, it's going to age well. It's not the Last Jedi is never going to be my favorite film, but Phantom Menace is not my favorite film. Right. But it's going to be it's going to age well. You know what? It's going to age well. What? Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, Rogue best Star Wars movie. Yeah, okay. But back to the topic. Topic, you know, he he, Kylo Ren, is always evolving with his relationships, and he's always confused on what to do with his relationships. And you see that, you know, he, he he's impulsive, right? Right. At times, at times he's juvenile, and he's weak. But I think that weakness is his strength of his character. Vader was just like I said. Vader was a simple character. He had a, his his redemption plot, like his redemp the Vader redemption, was just a plot. It wasn't his character. It was oh, that's his I'm Luke's father, and now he's going to be redeemed as a Jedi again. And then that was it. He didn't have so you couldn't and you couldn't see much from Vader. You know, all all of it was he obviously because he had the the suit and stuff, and he couldn't take it off. Which is another reason I think Kylo is better. He can take off his mask, and you can see his emotion. You can see what he's feeling. You can see how conflicted he is about things he's doing. It makes me wonder if Vader could take off his mask. What would he be doing when Palpatine was destroying Alderaan? Was he shedding a tear? Was he conflicted about it? You don't know, because he had a mask on. Well, that's just me. To be fair. Vader does need the mask. He can't live without it. No, I know, so, I know. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not arguing. Yeah, oh, mask right, or no mask? Right. Because I'm also a big believer that I believe. Uh, I'm also a big believer that J.J. Abrams uh, revealed the Kylo Ren's face too early into the film. Too early. But it's not about the mask. It's just one yeah. of the things I, I you can't see yeah, a lot of Vader. There's something to wonder, but yeah, I don't know. I just think Darth Vader made the story. 
a bit more interesting because you have Luke Skywalker uh-huh. fighting the biggest bad guy in the galaxy. Yeah. And it's his dad. But even in that, dude, Vader wasn't the biggest bad guy in the galaxy. It was Palpatine. One of them. One of them. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Yeah. Kylo Ren was the supreme leader. Kylo Ren was something Vader never was. He actually ruled the galaxy. But hold on. Hold on. One thing that made it interesting for Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader was the father-son dynamic. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh-huh. let's look at the protagonist of the sequel trilogy, yeah. Rey. Uh-huh. That's fine. Where I'm is not... that with Rey and Kylo Ren? Well, no. Th- it doesn't I, make I, it I, interesting. Just because he's good as a character, I don't think that makes him the better villain. It makes it interesting because the Rey-Kylo argument is the same you just made for Luke and Vader. The only, difference, the only difference is Ray and, and Kylo aren't related because Luke the whole time is just simply trying to bring his dad back to the, the good side of the force. When it boils down to it, that's what he's doing. And when it boils down, Ray was simply trying to bring Ben Solo back to the, the, light, the, the light side. She almost did it twice. Twice. And yeah, it wasn't his dad or her dad or whatever, but you can see the same emotion through it. And I believe that was something that was important about the film as well. You know, it's not about, I mean, yeah, the father-son thing. Like, listen, full disclosure, I have nothing against Vader. I think he's great, too. Okay. I just think Kylo's better. I think Kylo's more powerful in some ways, too. Well, you can't say that because most of his powers were just added in after they had already established the powers of the Force, the rules of the Force. Well, Kylo can Force Freeze people. Um, Did Vader Force Freeze anybody? I don't recall. Kylo can communicate through space. Yeah. Do you know how different the prequels would have been? Or not the prequels, the original trilogy. Why weren't those powers there? If those powers existed... Because Vader wasn't Vader... strong enough. I don't think Vader was that strong, dude. I, I, look, I, lo- I love Anakin Skywalker. That's one of my favorite characters. I mean, he single-handedly took out some of the most powerful Jedi Knights, if you've read into some of the... Um, some of what he does in between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. I think well, you've read yeah. some of the comic books... Yeah, I, I've been reading them. Yeah, I've been reading them, but I'm, I'm, I'm arguing. Yeah, I mean that's fine. We, we can go because they're, we can go there because they're canon. Yeah, like Vader's a powerful dude. I'm not arguing that. I, I just think that Kylo, you know, obviously Vader is the, the bigger person because he is a Sith Lord. He, he's actually a Sith. Yeah. Kylo Ren is not. He's just a, a Force user who uses the dark side of the Force. Because there are no Sith left to create it. And that's what Palpatine was trying to bring Kylo to the dark side. And Skywalker to bring the Sith back. Because the Sith were destroyed. Right. So I even and, and had Palpatine done that and Kylo became consumed 100% by the dark side, he would have 100% been stronger than Vader. Maybe. 
Maybe. But that's not. That's just that's, hearsay. Yeah. That's just hearsay. But. And then also, who does Kylo Ren look up to? Who's his biggest inspiration? He doesn't have. One. That's the Darth thing. Vader. Yeah, you but just watch the movies, right? Yeah, he he wants to be like Vader, but I think he ends up being better in his own ways than Vader. And I listen. It's just, I think that Kylo's messy journey to self discovery makes him more of an interesting story. It makes him more of a dynamic, evolving character. And and we can't and you can't argue and you can't say well George Lucas didn't mean to do that with Vader. I think he did. I just think he dropped the ball. Because if you remember correctly, he didn't even know that Vader was going to be Luke's father until halfway through filming Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I think it's. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like comparing. Like, oh, this is what would have been like. It's just looking at what we have and yeah. saying who's better. I I believe that people who say. I'm not saying you, but I'm saying in general, the people who say no, Vader is better, is they are just so used to having Vader around. Because, you know, he is the original villain. He is like the goat. He is, you know, he, he, he is very evil. I'm not taking anything away from him. I, I like him. I just believe Kylo is a better villain and a better character than Vader. You know, it took, it take, like I said, it, t- it took Vader six movies for me to actually start liking him. I didn't really like Vader after 4, 5, and 6. Because I didn't get much of him. I didn't get much of... I didn't understand his struggle. I didn't understand what was going on. It, it took me to... It took me, you know, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith to understand this is what made him become who he is. And that made me appreciate him that much more. Whereas Kylo, I got to get all that in three films like it or not you know um that's just me and i do think vader also had character development similar to like what you've been saying with kylo ren like he changes because again he goes from being this very heartless evil person like killing all Mm -hmm. the jedis he even cuts off his own son's hand right yeah and then just over time in Return of the Jedi, you see him kind of deteriorate a little bit, right. and then he hits his breaking point. Yeah, then, but the pro- but the problem yeah. is you you can't you, you can't see that. You see it you a little bit. See- that again, I'm a film person. I analyze stuff a little bit more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's just something. I when know. when can you see that? Where can you pinpoint for me? In Return of the Jedi, that you can say, "Oh, he's turning to the good side," before he actually grabs the Emperor and throws him into the the pit. One moment is definitely when he sees Luke just getting electrocuted. Yeah, but that was that. Yeah. That right. was in the. Oh, that was before. That was before. I know. I know. There's that. Um, I think you got me there. Yeah, huh. because you can't. And it's not like I'm not it's it's just because for example, Kylo, you could tell through the, since the first movie, or Ben, you could tell that he was struggle like he was struggling with being good or bad. And so when Rise of Skywalker came out, 
and he became good, you could see that. Like, oh, awesome. He finally did it. And obviously it was because of his mom. Yeah. I get that. It, it was more believable because I personally believed he was going to become a good guy halfway through The Last Jedi. I personally believed that when he killed Snoke, I thought he, he from there he became a good guy. I'm like, oh, he's good. He's a good, he's a good guy now. And then his greed and his anger and his vanity may say, no, I want to be the main guy now. And then that's when everything went down the drain again. But throughout the three films, you see him becoming, having, being just having struggle. And I think we give Vader too much leeway because he's Vader. And so that's why to me, Kylo Ren is a better villain. And in 20 years from now, we can go back on this episode and you're going to see that a lot of people are going to be agreeing with you. you. know, I'm a, yeah, but like I said, I'm a huge fan of Vader. You know, he could, up to me for a long time, he could do no wrong. And after watching the Anakin storyline, it made me become even a bigger fan. But after seeing Kylo, Kylo Ren, it just made me become a bigger Kylo Ren fan and a Ben, a ben Solo fan. And I really wish that, I hope that Disney makes movies now about Ben Solo and about the what made him become Kylo Ren because they just released a comic, a comic book about that and it's awesome. It's a really cool comic. And it's canon, so oh. it's what happened. But it's pretty cool. Maybe a Disney and, Plus show. Make it happen. Yeah, maybe a Disney Plus show or anything. I just really think that when when everything's laid down and we and we take away our biases because I'm also biased towards Vader for the for a longer time. I was bi- biased sure. towards Vader. I was biased towards Vader four weeks ago. To be honest with you, I literally just converted to a Kylo Ren like maybe four weeks ago. You know, when you when you when you put it when you set everything down on the table and you look at it, you go, okay, yeah, well, Kylo is more of an interesting villain. Kylo is evil. Kylo is super mean. You know, one of the things from the comic books that he does, like, you, you know how everyone's at wondering how, why his lightsaber is the yeah. way it is with the with the blade not being solid? Yeah. It's because when he, because I, I don't know if you know how, how Sith become, I don't, know, I don't know if you know how Sith make their lightsabers. Somewhat. But so the Sith, explain. well, to become a, to make the, the Sith lightsaber, they have to grab a Kyber crystal and pretty much convert the Kyber crystal with their hate and their anger, and it quote unquote makes the Kyber crystal bleed, and that's when it becomes red. Yeah. So when Kylo did that, he was so angry and had so much rage within him that the Kyber crystal actually broke. And so that's why his lightsaber is unstable. Because the kyber crystal inside it is unstable, so it's not because they were they didn't have any kyber crystals. Because everyone thought it's because they didn't have any kyber crystals back then, or before that, I don't know whatever. But it's not. It's because Kylo Ren was so angry and so much with so much rage and so conflicted about what he was doing that the kyber crystal also broke. Yeah. So to me, I don't. I just think he's a more interesting character, and I think he's a better villain overall. But Vader is always going to be. The original, the OG, and you, and you always love the original. There's nothing wrong with the original. I have no problem with Vader. I love watching him. like him in Rogue One, dude. Like that's the oh, Vader I want to see. That's my favorite. Like, 
Disney Plus needs to make a Vader film about right after he gets off, well, right, right as Empire, uh, Revenge of the Sith ends. Because that's the Vader. That's the conflicted Vader that I want to see. He's conflicted, not sure what he needs to do. Because of what we see from him, yeah, he's a bad guy. You know, he destroys a planet. <laughs> but you don't see you don't see the struggle within him to become a good guy. And until you see the end of the movie, then it's like, okay, now he's a good guy. But you don't see all the steps they took to get there. And I think to me, as a, as a writer, I think that's a, great, a, a good part of storytelling. I think that's why, to me, Kylo Ren makes a better film. But, you know, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm not trying to, like, change your mind on Vader. I'm not trying to right. convince or change anybody's mind that's listening about Vader. I love, I love Darth Vader as well. But, you know, if you guys don't agree or you guys agree, shoot us a message, uh, shoot us a tweet, shoot us a message. Um, For sure. Because I'm not, you know, and I'm not one of those guys that is going to argue and say you're wrong. I'm just giving you my thoughts and my opinions on, on this. And, you know, you guys can give me yours. I'm not, I'm not the voice of reason when it comes to this stuff. And I think any Star Wars fan that says they are is a toxic, it's toxic to the entire fandom. Because there's there's always different you know, opinions about things that we love, you know. And uh, Aiden likes Rogue One as his favorite movie. It's that's fine. That that's movie. his opinion. Yeah, it's a great movie. I like Empire. I'm not gonna say that he's not a real fan because he doesn't like Empire. You know. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing. You know, the only thing I will say is that if you like Phantom Menace as your favorite movie, there's something wrong. And I am, and we are in here, and we are here, willing to help you grow in your Star Wars knowledge. Yeah. Because if you think Phantom Menace is good, besides Darth Maul, there's nothing much going on. If Phantom Menace is your favorite movie, and you're ashamed of it, and you need help, we're here for you at the Variant Podcast. We will Cheers counsel you. And we will counsel you through <laughs> better movies, better movies and if, like and if, Rogue One and, it, and Solo. And it, and if the only reason you like, and if the only reason you like um, uh, Phantom Menace is because of Darth Maul, we will send you the uh, the episode lists of where he shows up in Clone Wars and Rebels, yeah. so you can watch that instead because that's better. But if if your favorite part of Phantom Menace is Jar Jar Binks, you need no judgment, just, no judgment. I won't judge, it's but it's I'm fine. gonna roll my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, for real, guys, you know it's. As as always, everything that we say here is just opinions. We're not, Mike. I'm not throwing, we're not throwing out facts. You know, we're not professionals at this. It's just something that we love to do, and we love to share our opinions and give and have other people's opinions as well. So, if you have a different opinion on on Vader versus Kylo, if you think it's stupid and that and our, um, a debate about this is is dumb because Vader is the greatest of all time, that's fine. Let us know what your thoughts. You know, we're gonna all this is gonna be on our on our website. Leave us a comment on our website. We'd love Thank to you. read it. Like email us on um, novariantcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Tweet at us. Send us a DM. Whatever you want to do, because it's very exciting stuff. I love talking about you know theories about Star Wars and other things like that. And we're probably going to start. Why don't we talk a little more Star Wars? <laughs> I'd love to do that. And so and so you know, we're we welcome fans of every every walk of life. Yes. No. But yeah, I think I think I don't know, Aiden. I think do you have any, any any final thoughts on Vader versus Ren? I'm pretty sure my statement where I said there was some moments where he got down. There are scenes there. I just can't think of them now. 
if they're right. over and I forgot and you fans notice and I disappointed you, I'm sorry. Shoot us a message. Tell, tell us, hey, Please you missed do. this part of the movie. You missed this part of Empire. I guess, okay, I guess the argument you can make is that Vader convinced Palpatine's from an, an Empire yeah. not to kill Luke and turn him to the dark side. Yeah. Maybe and that's then, like, There's make. also the scene where he cuts off his hand. He doesn't want to kill Luke. He's his son. Well, but at that point, but, I think he yeah. didn't want to kill Luke because he wanted his power. Yeah. So it's 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 double. I think it's, it's, it's a double edged sword. Yeah. I think it it's could that be. Bad. And then maybe, like, you want to kill your son? Yeah. You? And I th- no. And I okay. Uh, and I'll tell. Okay. So I'm I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing to you okay. because. What is what is Anakin's sole purpose in life? Um. Well, if you remember watching Revenge of the Sith. His whole goal in life. In a hot minute. So his his whole goal in life was to save Padme. Yeah. Because he loved her. So when he sees Luke, that's a product of Padme. He sees Padme and Luke. Yeah. He's not gonna kill Padme. Definitely not. So yeah, I can see that now. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He he sees Luke and he goes, I can't I can't destroy, you know, Padme. But she's the reason that she's the reason I did all this. Yeah. So yeah, it could be that, that but but that took a lot of thinking to, to come true. Yeah. So yeah. it could be that. Could be that. Then if, just from that. George Lucas, on, if you're listening, yeah. George Lucas, if you're listening, let us know if that's what you mean, what, what you yeah. thought about. We love you, George. George, you come back. <laughs> George, you come back. George needs to do ten through twelve. <laughs> then I we can be complete. <laughs> I don't think there is a ten to twelve. I think it's up to me. I think there were rumors of it. Yeah. Midichlorians, the movie. Well, from what I read years ago, my friend was a big Star Wars fan. He, he's the one. His, his, his name is Josh. He got me into Star Wars, and he said it was nine episodes. This was back in two thousand seven. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, there's nine episodes, um, and episodes seven, eight, nine are gonna come out in the in the middle of the two thousand and tens." I said, "No, it's not. You're a liar." And it did. I was like, "Okay." Oh. It's like, where you go, Josh? You like know the future. So I thought that was fun. But yeah, guys, I think that wraps up our show for today. Yeah. Um, you know, as always, thank you so much for listening, Aiden. Thank you so much for your thoughts and your opinions and your and your knowledge that you have and possess. Pleasure. Um, guys, as always, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Variant Podcast. Um, check out our website, variantpodcast.com for for news, for top lists ways so you can support the show um but yeah other than that guys thank you so much for coming out like i said earlier in the last couple of episodes we're just trying to pump out as much content as we can to keep you guys happy throughout this whole quarantine life yeah and so we're happy to do it if you guys have any ideas for other uh, for future twitter polls shoot us a message or maybe and actually, even ideas for episodes and ideas for episodes yeah and actually aiden you had um a new project you're working on with Variant Podcast. Uh, yes. What was it? So after some testing, we've decided to make a Variant Podcast Twitch channel. Heck yeah, we did. What? Heck yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. So it'll be me, your favorite host from the Variant Podcast, <laughs> playing Bias. whatever video games you guys would like to see me play, within reason. Um. 
And so for the first game, we haven't figured out the schedule yet. We're going to get that out there pretty soon. Yeah. I need help. What game would you like me to see play first or to see me play first? We have the newest um, Resident Evil 3 remake, which I had the pleasure of playing, and I'd like to play through it on a harder difficulty and show all of you my pain and frustration with how hard that game is. <laughs> it was hard on standard mode. I don't want to know what it's like on nightmare mode. But maybe <laughs> we'll see that. Then we have Batman Arkham Asylum, which Great game. we love. We love Batman here. And that's one I've picked up recently for like five bucks, and I've been wanting to play it. Or we have Spider-Man PlayStation 4. The Game of the Year edition. So we would cover the campaign and all the three, I think, DLC story packs. Yeah, no, guys, that's what we want to do. You know, Aiden's going to play one of those games. He's going to play one of those games through, and then he's going to go on to the next one. So let's say you guys want to watch him play Spider-Man 4. Spider-Man Spider-Man PS4. He'll play through that. After he finishes playing through it, then we'll jump into whatever it is, Resident Evil or... Batman Arkham Asylum. We're, we're gonna we're but we started on Twitch channel. We've done a couple of tests. So if you go on there right now, there's just a few tests of us playing around with it to see if it works. Yeah. It works. We're, we're gonna create a we're yeah. We're Sorry. gonna create a schedule so you guys have like to know exactly what days Aiden's gonna be on. And yeah. maybe one day if 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 uh if um technology allows, I'll jump in as well and bother Aiden while he's playing. Maybe we'll see if that's even possible. Well, yeah, no, we're just trying to create more content for you guys to enjoy during this time. You're at home, not sure what to do. Yeah. That's literally all we're so doing. What we're going to do is we're going to make a Twitter poll and also on our social medias, right, Pedro? Yeah, we're going to put it on all social and, uh, and on Twitter. So obviously that's part of your social. Yeah. And say, hey, which which game do you want to see Aiden play first? You guys make your decision. You guys make a. You guys pick it, and then the next episode of the podcast, we'll announce which one we're going to play, and we're going to have the schedule out. But yeah, guys, again, thank you so much for listening to the episode eleven of Variant Podcast. Hope you had. I hope you had some fun listening to it. I hope you uh, learned a couple of things. So hopefully, I changed your mind on Vader versus Ren. Maybe hopefully not. not. <laughs> or maybe, maybe if you think Ren was better, maybe your mind has been changed. You are welcome. Maybe. You're welcome. Um, hopefully, you you know, I'm just glad you guys were, are listening. You know, we're, again, we have stickers still available for you guys that want some stickers. I'll shoot us a message saying, hey, send me some stickers, and we'll we'll make it happen so you guys can support the show everywhere you are. Um, yeah, thank you so much again. I'm Pedro. I'm here with Aiden. And this is episode 11 of the Variant Podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a good day, guys.